1: to the rotowire dfs podcast i'm your host josh hayes joined as always by benny richardi as we break down the saturday nba dfs slate you can always find benny on twitter at many r11 and over at rotocurve rotowire and as a featured writer on the DraftKings kings playbook and you can also follow me on twitter at josh hayes fs benny welcome to the last show of the week sir
2: yeah not uh not too bad it's actually been a pretty good week for me um those of you who listened to us last night and went with uh, cousins and rondo on your rosters probably had a a pretty good evening um bellinelli as well sacramento was definitely the way to go in that game against la I Was a little worried in the first half because they were almost up like almost 30 points at one point mm-hmm. and i'm like great i'm not going to get a fourth quarter out of any of these guys but um luckily they horrendous defense that allowed, allowed la to come <laughs> back into it and uh you know, save a lot of fantasy rosters that had a lot of exposure to that uh, to both sides of that game. Actually, a couple guys in L.A. put up big numbers too. So
1: yeah, that was pretty good. Picture me vomiting here in the fourth quarter as they cough up a twenty-something plus lead for only for the have the Lakers take the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, I was just like, oh god, here we go again. You know, not not to L.A. to anybody but L.A. You know, I was just like, Phew. but you know. Uh, King stuffed it out there in the end, so that was good, and you got your DFS value as well for the most part, so it was all good, and we're going to start all over once again here uh, at the point guard position, but before we do that, don't forget the Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so you can rate, review, subscribe, leave 5 stars, leave 4 stars, you get to the point where you leave 3 stars, you've got to do some reevaluating at that point. <laughs> So just letting you guys know. Um, So please uh, leave us an excellent review. We definitely appreciate that. And uh, thanks for listening all week long. And we're going to try to do it one more time here at the point guard position here. I'm going to do myself some favors here and stick with FanDuel pricing. I know we normally leave lean towards DraftKings, but I mean, they're, they're a little curveball in it, and uh, I think you'll probably um, do what you normally do at, on DraftKings, and then we'll just combine like Voltron and see what we can do in terms of providing fancy value. So let's talk about point guard. Benny, what do you got for me?
2: Yeah, I think that's actually uh, you know going to work out well here today, because especially at the point guard position, it's basically coming down to pricing to me on the guys that I like. Um, not paying up for Steph Curry, don't think he's all the way back yet, not willing to pay 10 k for him. Uh, not paying up for John Wall, I don't want to pay you know, the 9 k that it costs for him or even the 9 k that it costs for a guy like Chris Paul. Um, remember, not too long ago, Chris Paul and Kemba Walker matched up uh, when the Clippers did play against the Hornets here. And Kemba actually had the better game of the two. And you're getting Kemba at $1,000 cheaper. So I like him more than I like Chris Paul in this matchup. Also like Kyle Lowry going up against Philly. Um, Kyle Lowry is from Philly. And he's going up against Philly at Philly, so I have and and he's been playing well lately too, putting up like five six x value every time out. So I really like this. Um, I really like the spot for Larry. You know, maybe it's a little bit of a narrative street, but like I said, he is a, a tough kid from Philly. Went to Villanova, um, so I think he'll be pumped up to play back at home. I'm not using Rondo. I know a lot of people like him and they've been using him a lot lately, but. He had probably one of his worst games of the season not too long ago against uh, Golden State about a week or two ago, if you check his game logs. Uh, played a lot of minutes, just did not come up with fantasy points at all. So I think if the, the two guys who I'm really looking at up here at the top end are going to be Kemba Walker and um, Kyle Lowry, are probably the two that I'm going with.
1: All right, I'll, I'm definitely in on, on uh, Kyle Lowry here uh, as well. Um, love the matchup against Philly uh, as well. And, you know, there's, there's some back-end options that you can sort of take a look at here if you want to go super cheap. I'm not personally too excited about them, um, but but they're out there. So you have um, Shane Larkin against Detroit, if you, you know, who's – I just want to mention there because of price. He did pay yes. hit, hit 26 uh, fancy points on on uh, FanDuel, which is good for 6X. So, you know, the, 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 the stat lines never looked super pretty, but he is very affordable still. So you have mm. him in the mix. And it's not a bad matchup against uh, Detroit. So you know it is, it is on the road, but so he's out there. That's there's a super cheap option, and then you can take a look at um, I think a guy that you may have mentioned here earlier this week here. Um, Trey Burke, who sort of had a little bit of a down game, but a couple games previous to that, um, in the last, what, six games here, he's he's hit 5.7, 7.7, and 7.1X, and has a couple bricks mixed in between. One of them was against Memphis, and, you know, and another one against Houston, which is normally not that bad of a matchup, but um, you know, uh, you can give Patrick Beverly a little bit of credit f- for uh, some of that defense. So I'm not cr- terribly crazy about uh, Trey Burke. I'm going to limit him to GPP only, and I would definitely prefer Shane Larkin between the two. But just you know, wanted to give people some options if if they want to um, you know swerve in a different direction. And if you believe uh, you know what has been said about you know Steph Curry and him not being 100, percent and them you know shifting some extra minutes because. He has been playing more minutes than we would have expected with that shin injury. Then you know you can sort of um, go super pivot and and flip over to um, Sean Livingston, who um, has had like a game and a half worth of rest uh, there as well. And so the price should should uh, stay. Um, to press down below 4k and you know in the games previous to that he played 25 and 33 minutes in the 33 minute game against houston he paid off 8x on 29 fantasy points the sacramento game he comes up with 20 points in 26 minutes and paid off um uh, 5.2x in the uh three straight games or higher there as well so there's some swerves for you guys if you're looking for gpps you know um so that way you have a couple you know other options to go with uh, other than you know um kyle lowry uh but that's the general direction that i that i would be uh leaning towards i'm okay with Reggie jackson too who looks like he's got a top five top six projection there as well hasn't been let, letting the light on uh letting uh the world on fire there but i'm always sort of taking trying to take a look of Um, exploiting matchups that I think have changed recently and that's definitely Brooklyn and Shane Larkin for me so um, that's how I'm going to round out the point guard position any other um, home run plays or anybody else you want to mention before we move forward
2: no I'm like I said I'm probably going to be trying to play I'm probably going to be trying to play pay up try saying that five times fast Mm -hmm. Um, you know for guys like Lowry and Kemba Walker Mostly because I just I really hate taking Shane Larkin. Like I I understand the reasoning why everybody likes him. He's still really cheap on a lot of sites. He's the starting point guard with Jack out now. Like I get the whole case for him. It's just I don't feel good. You know what I mean? Like I can lock in a lineup with Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry, and and pay down at some other positions and not feel bad about it. Like I will feel queasy about a, a Shane Larkin lineup all night long because he could legitimately play 35 minutes and not score 20 fantasy points. Like, he's done it before. And, I don't know, maybe just because I've been burned in the past, I can't take him. But I I completely understand the case. And, you know, he's a guy that a lot of people are using. I just, I'm going to try to go a different way in tournaments, definitely. In cash, it's tougher for me to lay off a guy that's that's cheap that's going to be seeing that many minutes. So, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to feel good about my cash lineup on Saturday. I can say that much.
1: All right, fair enough, Uh, and duly noted. We will move on to the shooting guard position to see if we can do something a little bit different here at this spot for Saturday. Um, By the way, uh, 14 teams in action as well, so let's talk about what you want to do here at the two.
2: Yeah, um, depending on what site you're playing on, if Jimmy Butler is reasonably priced, I still love him. Um, He's, even with Derrick Rose back now, he's still doing a lot of the things that he started doing again when Rose was out. So he's got 10 assists in a couple of his recent games. You know, he rebounds well for a guard. He gets you a couple blocks and steals. And his scoring has been up, too. My problem on DraftKings is he's getting, like, really pricey. He was 85 for this game, and he went, I think he went, like, 6x value again, even at 8,500. So his price is just going to keep going up. I mean, we've seen it. You know, 8,500 has kind of been the ceiling for the most part this season. But as long as he's going 6x, 6x, 5x in his last three games, you know it might get up to 87 or 88. And at that point, I just don't see the upside there on DraftKings. So I still love Jimmy Butler, but it's very site-dependent and and the pricing that you can get him at. Um, The two other guys who I'm really looking at are Clay Thompson in the matchup against Sacramento. We know Sacramento plays at that fast pace, so everybody's kind of getting a little bit of a bump up. And Clay's been shooting a lot better right now. And he's also kind of stepped up a little bit with Steph, you know, kind of on the mend. So I like Clay Thompson. He's been putting up like 5X in a lot of his recent starts. So I think he's very safe for cash in a, you know, paced up matchup here. But then the other guy, especially if Alfred Payton is out or is limited again, is going to be Victor Oladipo, who's been putting up some pretty good numbers lately. Uh, Washington's another team that plays at a really high pace. So you can expect a little bit of an uptick from him. And he's been really good lately, putting up some... You know, pretty solid numbers. I think he put up 30 fantasy points in uh, 35, 35, and 31 in three of his last four games. And he's playing like 35 minutes a game right now on average. So you know, with the new role that he has and the increased production that he's putting up in um, a price that was basically, I think he was 5,700 on DraftKings the other day. So if he stays around that 6K range, I think he'll be another guy that I'll be rolling out there a lot on uh, Saturday.
1: All right, fair enough. I, I, I like the call there overall. Um, how do you – I want to get your thoughts here on Kent Bazemore, who um, has yeah. been super productive for the most part as of late there, coming up with uh, you know, 6.7, 5.1, 6.5, and, and 5.5 in four of the past five games there overall. And you know, this is another sort of like um, DVP puzzle that you sort of have to figure out because it's not necessarily him that's going to catch Jimmy Butler defense. Um, it's going to be Kyle – uh, Kyle Corver who is should be catching uh, Jimmy Butler defense if they align correctly um, f- according to the starting lineup there so that's gonna be that's that's Nico Miritich. that's not uh, Jimmy Butler who you would be worried about and so you know that's a significant uh, defensive downgrade so I'm looking to take advantage of uh, of this matchup there because Kim Bazemore is a completely different player than Nico Miritich is and I don't think that that's a like a great I don't, they should do something in the starting lineup to be honest with you if it, if it was me in Chicago Bulls I would just um, if it, if I'm Fred Hoiberg, I match Jimmy Butler up against Bazemore and let Nico match Kyle Korver there. I don't know if they'll they'll be smart enough to to to, to do that. I don't want to pretend like I'm some you know defensive whiz or genius. You know what I mean? Like I'm re- rediscovering or reinventing the wheel in the NBA. But you know we see like weird things happen like that all the time. So your thoughts on on Bazemore and what you think will happen defensively in that matchup?
2: Yeah. Um... Well, that's actually two separate questions, because the first one is I do like Baysmore. I think he's been playing well lately. The thing I like about him is if you take a look at his field goal attempts, his field goal attempts are up and his scoring is up. Um, so I think that it's definitely something that's sustainable. My problem with him today, though, um, is he is he a shooting guard
1: on Fanduel? by the way? He is a shooting guard on Fanduel.
2: Okay, yeah, on, on DraftKings, he's actually listed as small forward, because I actually have him here as a guy on my small forward list. But, um, you know, again, I agree with you, and I think that... You know, you got to think about it this way. If you've watched the Bulls play lately, what they usually wind up doing is putting Jimmy Butler, regardless of shooting guard, small forward, they put Jimmy Butler on the more dangerous wing player that the other team has. Okay. So, you know, like if they were playing, you know, San Antonio, you'd probably see Butler guarding Kawhi. You know, he wouldn't be, they wouldn't be wasting him on Danny Green. Um, They would probably also do something to the lineup so they didn't have Miritich. But I think they can still go with Miritich because I don't think Miritich and. Kyle Korver is much much of a mismatch either way. You know, neither one of those guys is particularly fleet of foot. Mm -hmm. And they both kind of, you know, want to stand around a little bit on offense and, and, you know, play from the outside, kind of hit some jump shots. You know, Miritich will probably try to go inside a little more and take it a little more to the basket. But I would assume that you're going to put Butler on the more dangerous of the two wing players. And to me, that would be Bazemore, so... That is my concern in this matchup. So I don't love him as much in this matchup for that reason. But I do still think he's cheap, and I think that the production he's been giving you lately is real. So maybe not for Saturday, but he's definitely somebody. I mean, I used him last night a little bit, and he's definitely somebody that I'm going to be using you know, going forward in, in better spots.
1: All right, fair enough. So basically, you think Jimmy Butler keeps it real? With uh, with campaigns more, it's what you're trying to tell me. I mean, I
2: don't take there's certain guys who I just don't mess with. If if Kawhi's guarding you, you're probably not on my fantasy roster. If Jimmy Butler's guarding you, you're probably not on my fantasy roster. It just there's gonna be especially I mean even on a seven game slate, you, there's gonna be somebody else who's in a better spot. You know what uh-huh. I mean? You don't want to you don't want to go against the grain and, and you know basically be fighting an, an uphill battle here. You know, I'd rather take somebody going up against like. I don't know, like an Otto Porter who has horrendous wing defense, mm-hmm. as opposed to Jimmy Butler, who we've already seen give fits and shut down some of the best players in the league.
1: Yeah, well, maybe we can enlist one of our um, listeners out there who can, you know, maybe check out who you're listening on Saturday or or today. And you catch the Saturday game with uh, the Hawks versus the Chicago Bulls, and then just let us know how they end up matching defensively. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch that game um, on on Saturday. I'll I'll be out and about, but I'll be definitely be interested to see. How they match that up defensively, um, and uh, see if it falls the way that you and I think it should fall, the way that makes the most sense of all, rather than um, you know keeping the traditional defensive alignment based on uh, where the you know how the starting five is announced. So that should that should be something to take a look at there as well. Um, another guy that I, I definitely want to uh, make mention here of, if you're going f- if you're going to feel like uh, Basemore is going to get Jimmy Butler, defense is KCP, Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope has um been okay he hasn't been setting the world on fire there he has a you know a 5x and a 6.7x game in in uh you know two of the past four and then a, a four four 4.4 and a 4.8 there you know but it's got 20 um real life points scored in three of the past four games and is going to catch um brooklyn defense here who is it what is in the bottom seven in terms of dvp and i think it's going to continue to slide uh this this way uh overall so kcp if you're looking for a similar play um, in that same sort of range as uh, Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore was priced at 5700 as of the uh, last game that he played in uh, uh, G- January 7th, and then uh, KCP on January 6th is priced at 5900 there as well. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're going to get a much better defensive matchup, maybe KCP is a better swerve um, than Camp than Bazemore if you're not paying up to the top for Jimmy Butler Uh, clay thompson i do oladipo is is locked in for me i'm not i'm not going to remove him from my lineup uh there as well uh anybody else that we need to talk about before we move forward
2: yeah well i like your kcp call actually i have him uh you know i have him as one of the guys like the maybes on my list as well Mm -hmm. um wanted to get your opinion on a guy who you know plays for your favorite team depending on how the injury situation works out if Caspi's still out and all that um would you be willing to roll marco bellinelli as a cheap option again
1: I do like Bellinelli uh, for GPP only. He's um, been uh, getting a good amount of minutes uh, overall. Did play 26 minutes and didn't even shoot well, but still almost hit five times value with 20 fantasy points there as well. So you know there's going to be a super paced up paced up game against Golden State, so they're going to need him to bombs to, to be bombs bombing away. Um, the uh, I will, other guy I would maybe sort of lean a little bit more towards because I think we can trust the minutes a little bit more right now, and the price is about the same. Is Garrett Temple. Uh, at 4,200, mm-hmm. there he came up with you know 27 fantasy points, which was nothing super special there o- overall, but that was good for six and a half times value uh, there as well. So he's been stepping up the production uh, as of late. Maybe you limit him to GPPs because in that same price range over the past week and a half or so, he has a couple like a an 18, a 10, a 12 point fantasy game with 30 plus minutes. So it's definitely been uneven, uh, an uneven level of production. But uh, somebody that I would definitely you know would not mind taking advantage of um in gpps because the price is so low um there's what, now the next question that we have is are we are we talking about evan fournier still here in terms of um orlando defense at the shooting guard position is that what's happening now um because of all the people has been shifted over to the point guard position is it, am i correct in saying that
2: yeah, it's basically been um, they've been going with Depot, Fournier, and Tobias Harris all at the same time. So it would be Fournier defense.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm just taking a look at the, the numbers over the past week. The Orlando Magic still like in the top twelve among in terms of defense. But I have a I have a feeling that's not like an accurate depiction of um, what that should be ranked with Fournier getting the majority of the minutes at the two. Oh. Do you
2: yeah. um. You know what? You know what I think has a lot to do with that too, um, and I, I could be wrong because I actually haven't looked at the numbers in the last couple of days. But I feel like Orlando has a slower pace than most of the teams in the league. Like we talked about, you know, guys that are bad defensive players, but mm-hmm. if they play on a slow paced team, yeah. you know, their their DVP might still be as opposed to you know a guy like Beverly on on the Houston Rockets, who we all know is a good defensive player, but because of the pace they play at, the DVP still good. Mm-hmm. I I would think that. Orlando probably has a pretty slow pace of play, so that might have something. Yeah, that might have something to do with why the DVP numbers aren't. Don't jump out at you. It doesn't mean the guy's a good defensive player. It just means that you know he's not giving up that many fantasy points because of the way they play.
1: Right, Uh, and you're you're right about that. The the Orlando Magic are third worst in the NBA in in pace or third slowest. And then (laughs) you you know, and just and sort of like if you want to use a cheat code here, and you and you have access to DVP numbers like like a lot of people do. I'm uh, playing DV um and DFS, I would just go to the season long numbers and take a look at the Orlando Magic there and you could see here I'll just do my little Sesame Street counting here. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 mm-hmm. 8 9 10 11 12 13 14. So they're league average at the at the small forward position so if you combine the two numbers, you know that they're the third worst in pace and and the small forward uh, numbers which is going to be where Forney has m- played the majority of his time up to this week, let's say. You know, uh, in terms of uh, you know who he's been guarding, they're a little bit worse than league average. So that's actually a plus matchup. Um, If you sort of combine those two two numbers, if they had like league average pace, it would at minimum be a a bottom ten target in terms of DVP overall. So there's how you can do some just some homemade math. Uh, There and decide for yourself that that's a position that you can potentially target. And so I'm going to be looking to go um, with Garrett Temple um, against Evan Forney. There's that's a little like a weird roundabout way of doing it. Um, But I'm I'm fine with that call uh, there overall. So anybody else that we need to talk about at shooting guard before we move forward?
2: Um, Well, speaking of Fournier, I think he's shooting guard on FanDuel, right? Like, I know he's small forward on DraftKings. Yeah, so how do you feel about him with the increased minutes he's been getting? He's started putting up some pretty good numbers. Um, I know he had a really good last game. I know he struggled a little bit before that, but would you think he would be in play on the other side in a paced-up game against Washington now?
1: Yeah, there's another one where you're going to have to sort of, like, figure out the cheat code uh, there in the last week. And you take a look at the, the Brooklyn Nets there. There looks like, what, bottom 10? In terms of DVP over the past week. Um, and oh, that's actually as, as a team overall. Let me see if I could short, sort it of by shooting guard. wait, no, 48 Fournier, Fournier plays Washington now. Fournier and him and Temple going up against each other? Yeah, you know what? That's actually a pretty good matchup overall over the past week there as yeah. well. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Is that right? Seventh. Seventh worst in the NBA. So Fournier might be in, in a little bit of a good spot there overall in terms of defense overall. So we can maybe take a look at what we can do on both sides of the ball. So, yeah. all right. Um, that's going to do it for shooting guard position here. Before we move on to small forward, don't forget that we still have the... Um, 10 day free trial going on at rotowire.com slash pod if you want to take advantage of a lot of these numbers that we're referencing these price tag payoffs uh, the projections the lineup optimizers for all the major sports MLB NBA NFL NHL college football and soccer with up to the minute depth charts and um, complete draft kits for all the the sports there as well you can take advantage of all the fine information that is used by us on this podcast as well as um, live feeds and uh, information that is fed to a lot of DFS sites including DraftKings there as well so you want to get involved rotowire.com slash pod check out the 10-day free trial let let them know that josh and benny sent you and um we can talk about all these numbers together well as, as we use the same information to build our dfs lineups all right we'll flip back to the uh positional breakdown and we'll talk about small forward here benny let's talk about what you like here
2: Yeah, small forward is a a little bit tough today because you got, you know, the top costing options are going to be, you know, Nick Batum, who's banged up, so we don't know if he's going to play. He did have a decent game last time against the Clippers, if he is in, um, but he's missed, I think, three straight games, so there's no guarantee he's even going to play his normal minutes if he does play. Gordon Hayward, who's the other top costing option, has a tough matchup against Miami, uh, we know Miami's a slow-paced team. We know they're good defensively, so it's not usually a team we like to target guys against. Uh, Rudy Gay against the Warriors, he didn't play very well against the Warriors last time, only won about 4x value. And that was with the extra shots he got after DeMarcus Cousins got tossed in that game. Um, so some of the guys I'm looking at are more in that like dollars or $6,000 range. In that Orlando-Washington game, I kind of like all the guys that you can use there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about Fournier. He's actually small forward on DraftKings, so you can use him in the small forward role over there. Uh, even Tobias Harris, who hasn't been playing as well lately. Otto Porter is one of the best defensive matchups you can have at the small forward spot. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's worse, if they're worse than the league, but if they're not worse, they're down there like 28, 29, 30th. You know, so he's basically been a turnstile this year. So I I think Tobias Harris could be a sneaky, cheap play to use. Um, And then even Otto Porter on the other side has been putting up really good numbers at small forward. He might be a horrendous defensive player, but offensively and fantasy wise, he's putting up decent numbers for you. So he's another guy that you got to consider. And then, um, you know, we talked about Bazemore. If he's going to get the Butler defense, though, I think you got to be off of him today. But somewhere in that range, there's a lot of guys. And then there's a couple cheap options as well. Um, you know, like Bojan Bogdanovic has been playing 30-plus minutes. Um, this way they can, you know, make up for the time and the, and the usage that um, they lose with Jarrett Jack and other guys kind of sliding around. So he's a cheap option I think you can consider at, you know, not much above 4K. And then the other guy I wanted to talk about, um, being a North Carolina college basketball fan, you know, i followed Harrison Barnes for a while now. And the beginning of this year, he started to – step out of the shadows and kind of become the guy that people expected him to be when he got to the NBA. He was play, you know, still cheap, below 5,000 on DraftKings and FanDuel, putting up 25, 35 fantasy points a night, playing 30-plus minutes. He came back from injury two games ago, played like 19 and 23 minutes in his first two games back. So they're still kind of rounding him into shape, but once he gets back into that 28 to 30-minute range, he's going to probably get back into that 25 to 35 fantasy point range and i think he's still a little cheap so it might be early to hop back on that bus but i do think that um, you know Harrison Barnes is going to be one of those guys that you got to look at in the, in the next coming days if you want to you know probably now just for a gpp but i think he's going to have a big game and against sacramento with the paced up nature it could be one of those games where he does explode and if you're on the you know if you're on board when it first happens you you could get a guy who's low owned that could give you some really big upside
1: Okay, I I definitely see that there as well. So, uh, if Nick Batum plays, I think I'm gonna to try to jump in because Small Forward is just an absolute puke job right now for Saturday. If I'm just being honest there as yeah. well, I know that he hasn't played very many minutes uh, there as well. But the Clippers are as bad as good as you can get in terms of you know an ugly defensive situation that you want to take advantage of right now. And they have so many other holes in their lineup there. And they're playing Paul Pierce at the at the four which is amazing to me. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this is this is crazy. So I'm, I'm, I am want to do some exposure to Nick Batum. I probably limited to GPPs because I don't know what's going to happen with him necessarily uh, coming off the three-game layoff, but he's got one of the top projections in my spot. I'm going to actually step out here because small forward is so ugly and have to gamble on guys that are just in good defensive matchups, even though they haven't been producing well. Like, as you mentioned, Tobias Harris, the game logs have been ugly, but you know, like we said, Otto Porter is where you want to be when you're talking about uh, dvp uh so i didn't mean to start rapping at the small <laughs> forward position but uh, that's just what it turned into there as well so yeah i'm i'm gonna take a chance on on tobias harris because Otto porter is such a turnstall as you mentioned yeah absolute welcoming matt i'm just gonna have to take a ch- chance here i'm okay with bojan but uh bogdanovich by the way too the detroit pistons here um at the small forward position i believe are looks what look, looks like just outside the the bottom ten, maybe a bottom eleven or bottom twelve, I'm just eyeballing that there as well. Um, and you know, and you mentioned Bogdanovich who's been uh, running better um, as late like, double digits in scoring in four straight games and hit the double double bonus for for DraftKings purposes there against Boston, which is um, a, a good spot overall. And the price is still very affordable. Uh, you know, up to forty four hundred on a FanDuel, so not too. Um, out of line there as well and just because this is you know such an ugly slate there too i'm actually willing to go with james johnson here as long as he remains near minimum salary which he currently is um uh, as of the, the last game they actually dipped him down from the um uh, like a 400 hundred dollar price increase uh you know since uh, looks like about the last three weeks so he was at the high watermark of 3900 on december 22nd and then he th- got some dmp's uh, and, and some ugly production plays 26 minutes and only scores 16 fancy points there as well but you know you only need him to get like 20 fancy points to pay off 5x on fandle right now is what we're, we're taking a look at and he had eight points and five boards so if i don't like the options i'm willing i would rather not get burned against you know, by spending too much money at small forward position and save salary there's why well. so i'm looking to get, get exposure to james johnson play it safe and then you know if he gets he scores 10 points you're basically home free with with all the rest of the chip in rebounding and assists and and blocks or steals that he ends up getting you and it's philadelphia who's been an absolute mess um at the at the small forward position or every position for that matter um robert covington still is a guy that's not been getting consistent minutes so that's the way i'm going to approach it there i'll I'll take take some shares of tobias harris hope nick Nick patoon plays and then go super cheap with james johnson to sort of stay safe all right Power 4 position here is up next. Now we have some real names that we can talk about here, Benny. Let's talk about what we can do and where we can finally start spending some cash because we've been sitting here in value town for about two positions now.
2: Yeah, the only problem I have here, and I didn't even realize this until I I just started, you know, clicking on his game log right now to check what he did last night. Do you remember Cousins getting hurt at the end of the game last night?
1: He did not get hurt. Uh, Oh, actually, he did get hurt, but he ended up playing... Uh, Through it, he like sprained his ankle at the very, very end of the game and was sort of limping around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But it didn't look like it was overly serious. I would be actually pretty surprised if he missed the game because of that injury. He got up and iced two free throws to to win the game right after it happened. But it was at the very, very end. So yeah, you do have to pay attention to that news. Um, But um, yeah, uh, it is definitely important that he plays because he's one of the better options. Um, on the slate at, at this point today, too, as well.
2: Yeah, well, not even one of the better options. But here, I mean, here's basically what I was going to say. You know, the two guys you can pay up for at power forward are Cousins and uh, Draymond Green here today on the slate. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's no Cousins for Sacramento, I mean, can you even pay up for Draymond, or does that take them both out of the equation? Because no Cousins. I know you're a Kings fan, but mm-hmm. you got to think that that's going to get ugly if the Marcus Cousins doesn't play.
1: It, yeah you know that does concern me with uh with the, the situation with uh with Draymond Green and there's a couple decent pivots too as well so if you have concerns you don't have to be all in I think you no matter what you should try to get some exposure uh there as well I mean he had a very nice game against Sacramento in his last uh, you know uh outing there as well 25 and 8 uh with with four assists uh, there as well, so I, I'm okay getting exposure to Draymond because you know the floor is so high. Even though mm-hmm. he's super expensive, he you're you're almost guaranteed not to get burned uh, there as well. But if you want to pivot out of that, there's some actually some pretty good uh, options that we can talk about. Pagasol has been running pretty well. It's not the greatest defensive matchup uh, overall, but he's um, you know hit 43 uh, uh, fancy points or more on FanDuel in the uh, the pat th- in three games straight now, so he's been running uh, fairly well. Uh, as well and I, I don't know if he is actually um is he center eligible on draftkings because he's powerful yeah, eligible.
2: yeah i actually have him down on the center list um mm-hmm.
1: you
2: know he is he is somebody i like as well i know he's power forward on draftkings and i definitely think he's in play over there um especially if you get news that cousins is you know is not out um you know like i said that it, it would give me i wouldn't completely be off of draymond but i think i would be in cash, I'd probably only use them in the tournament at that point because I would be concerned about the blowout risk, which would also kind of extend to Clay Thompson as well. Like I said, you know, I didn't even realize this cousin news until I just looked at it right now. So it does kind of change my thinking a little bit on, you know, how that game could possibly go.
1: Yeah, you know what? The safest. This is crazy because I was like you. I would have said um, we're going to start drug testing. If the uh, me if I if this is what I was going to just start doing over and over for like a week plus straight, but this is just like in every single spot, 120 Sports, this podcast, my articles last last Saturday for for World of Wire, Cody Zeller. It's all the Cody Zeller all the time. I can't get off of. Uh, Cody Zell right now because the the production level is so consistent and they've been rising the price and he's been raising his his production level there as well Phoenix was obviously a good spot for anybody that you can you can target we've talked about that um over the past week as well and he comes up with a double double 13 11 with three steals in the blocks and that's good for 33 fancy points on FanDuel and good for 7x which is awesome and now we like we talked about how we have you know um the LA Clippers rolling out Danny Manning and company over at the power forward position here, so you just got to take advantage because it's an absolute um, crap show to to sort of try to you know not curse here in, in bpc but you should definitely be trying to take advantage of no Blake Griffin uh, in this spot because it's an, it really is a mess at the power forward position, and I think Cody Zeller is the absolute safest play and still very um, much a great value at under 5K uh, mm-hmm. on Fanduel. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I actually have Zeller as one of the safest guys here. I like him for cash because if you look at his game logs, I mean 5X, 5X, 6X, 5X, six, six, seven. And it's he nothing one...
1: special, but he just keeps getting it done.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, if he's going to get me 25 to 35 fantasy points, which is what he's done in basically every game except for the OKC game in his last 10, mm-hmm. and he's going to be less than 5K, he's easy to throw in there yeah. because there's a lot of guys here that, I just don't know about it, the power forward position. I mean, you got guys like Chris Bosch against Utah. Mm-hmm. Could be a good matchup, could not be. Probably going to be a low scoring game. You know, you got guys like, uh, you know, Miritich and Taj Gibson against Atlanta. You know, Atlanta isn't as good as they have been in years past on defense. So I think that these guys are both, you know, a little more in play than they normally would be, but it's still not an easy matchup overall. You know, do you keep rolling with Trevor Booker if, if Derek Favors is out? He's been giving you decent value. You know, there's been some big games out of Thad Young, but there's also been some horrendous games out of Thad Young, and he's getting expensive. So, you know, when you're talking cash, I think Zeller is one of the safer commodities that you can go for today at the power forward spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, if aside from Cody Zeller, um, we, we talked about the Marcus Cousins and Draymond Green's potential options. Anybody else you want to stump for before we get uh, onto the center position?
2: I mean, like I said, there's, there's not a ton that you really love here. There's a couple guys that I'd be okay with in, in GPPs. You know, I might have some GPP shares of Thad Young. I might have some GPP shares of, uh, you know, Chris Bosch or something like that. Definitely Cousins and uh, Ed Green. But for Cash, the guy who I feel the safest about getting me five to six times value and not hurting me is, is, is Cody Zeller, as strange as that sounds.
1: Yeah, it, is, it does sound strange. It sounds strange to me and does sound foreign, but I think we do it. That's definitely the way that we have to go. All right. Um, so um, we'll, we'll keep it in that spot here, and let's talk about the uh, center position. But before we do that, uh, we have to make sure that all you business entrepreneurs out there um, got the proper website. And if you don't have a website and you need a website, why not do it yourself with Wix.com? So no matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix is making it easy, to get your website live today you need to get the word out about your business and it all starts with a stunning website so with hundreds of designer made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor there's no coding needed you can get you don't need a programmer or designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy to be worrying about your budget too busy to talk about scheduling appointments or too busy to be building a website for your business and because you're too Busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. So go to wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, time to put a bow on the show here at the center position. Let's talk about your top options here.
2: Yeah, I mean we've saved on a lot of the other positions, so I'm going to be spending up, and I might even be spending up for two centers on on DraftKings on Saturday. Um, Quite a few guys I like. We talked about Paul Gasol already. Um, you know, Gasol is definitely somebody who I think is in play. He's power forward on FanDuel, where I think you can use him. He's center on DraftKings. I think you can use him over there. Uh, Brooke Lopez is picking up a little bit more of the slack. He's going up against Andre Drummond, who, you know, Drummond can score and Drummond can rebound, but Drummond is a little bit lazy on defense. And now that they're running even more of the offense through Brooke Lopez, I think that he's somebody else you can look at here. Um, I actually like him more than I like Drummond in this matchup for the savings, You know, I think Drummond may outscore him or they'll be pretty close. But uh, I think that the savings that you get on Lopez makes him a better fantasy play for me. Um, Also, like DeAndre Jordan, he's been putting up, you know, over 40 fantasy points in his last couple games. Giving you a solid, like, 5X, 6X kind of value. Five to five and a half, actually. He's more towards the lower range there. Um, Solid cash play for me in this matchup. You know, he's somebody I've been using a lot. Again, you know, at Charlotte right now, he's going up against... I guess, Cody Zeller as their center at this point. So I think that's a good matchup for him, and he should be able to produce there. And then Nikolai Vucevic, another guy that I like. Again, Orlando, paced up game against Washington. You know, Vucevic had been playing very well. The last couple games, he struggled a little bit. It seems like he forgot how to rebound. He only came up with four, three, and three rebounds in his last three games. And when he was putting up the 40, 45 fantasy points, he was getting seven to 10 rebounds. So, um... You know, I think that he's another guy that we can uh, we can look at there. So I do like a lot of those guys up at the high end, guys that I'd be willing to pay up for. There's one matchup that's kind of interesting to me. I wanted to get your your thoughts on it. How do you feel about Hassan Whiteside going up against Rudy Gobert, who's just coming back from you know from his injury and is supposed to be active on Saturday?
1: You know, what? Whiteside is probably for the most part going to be. Um, like semi-safe in this in the spot because Rudy Gobert is still going to probably be brought off the bench and, and limited in minutes. so if you wanted to roll with him I, it's it's okay because it's probably going to be more Jeff Witty than it is going to be Whiteside but I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about his l- like level of production as light his it has been great missed a game on the fourth um, played 28 minutes and didn't do anything special and which should have been a good matchup for him overall against like Robin Lopez there and just goes for eight and eight with a block uh, as well, But, you know, the two games before that were, were decent. You know, he had a monster game against Dallas for 25-19, and 19, so I would limit him to GPP only. I think I want to swerve from that a little bit. And I, a more trusted option for me um, is going to be Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, we've been talking about, uh, you know, it's like I basically I have a Toronto stack going on Saturday if you really want to mm. know what's going on, to be honest. 22-11 uh, and 11 with two blocks um, gets up to almost 30 minutes in the matchup against Brooklyn. That's uh, Brooke Lopez' defense there as well. No one's scared of Jalil Okafor and so Well, it's probably going to be Jalil Okafor, and we know you can take advantage of him there as well. The only thing you really have to be super concerned about is, is the blowout potential, um, but we know that uh, the Toronto offense gets ticked down with no Damari Carroll, though, so maybe that helps Philly hang in the game a little bit longer. So... I'm probably going to roll with Jonathan Sanchez cuz the price is still very reasonable. They're at 5600 on on DraftKings um, as well and we've seen the minutes and the production all trend in the in the in the right direction here over the past week or so since he's been back in the lineup. So I'm, I'm, if I'm not going to pay up for um, like DeMarcus Cousins, who is center eligible on on Fanduel, or get involved with like a like a like a Andre Drummond call, which I definitely like against Brooklyn. Um, then J- Jonas Hughes is going to be sort of my cheaper swerve that I'm going to try to take advantage of here for Saturday. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Don't forget to check out um Benny on Twitter at Benny R11. You can uh, check out. Also, um, I, me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS, and all your season-long DFS needs um, at RotoWire as well. Thanks for listening to the RotoWire DFS podcast. they on iTunes and Stitcher. And we're going to actually have a little schedule update here, guys. So everybody who's been, um, you know, clamoring and asking for us, hey, what's going on with a Monday podcast? What's going on with a Tuesday podcast? We're bringing it, buddy. Here we've wrapped up NFL and we've sort of cleared up the schedule a little bit. And Benny and I are going to give you guys what you have asked for. We'll have a Monday and Tuesday edition of the RotoWire DFS podcast coming up we'll record both shows on Monday so we'll have the Monday show available for you same day and then you can check your feed that's uh, later on in the afternoon and we'll do the normal 36 hour recording time ahead and we'll have two days worth of DFS shows available for you to check out uh, starting next Monday so stay tuned for that thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next time alright <laughs>